Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Film Freaks. I'm your host Derek and with me as always is that other guy that happens to also be doing this podcast. You might know him as Maddie G. I might know him as Maddie G also. How are you Maddie G? I'm doing pretty good, you know, just finished watching a certain show that you might know. Exactly. Uh, something, something Jedi dude with blue lightsaber. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Dude with beautiful hair on his head. Okay. Oh yeah. Luscious. Hair. Luscious golden locks. I don't know. If, are they golden? They're more brownish than golden. Eh. Yeah. I mean, it. I guess it depends on the lighting. More- I guess more of a dirty blonde. I don't know. I guess so. Yo, you know what, what happened earlier? What did happen earlier? I had I was playing this game that you may have heard of called Minecraft, and this weird guy just joined my world. And you know what was weird? I got a Discord call with him, and he sounded just like you. Oh, wow. Sounds it, like a weirdo. It was the weirdest thing. I can't even explain it. Yeah, it was peculiar. But anyway, we're not... Oh, it's cookies. What? You should have stolen his cookies. I should have stolen his cookies. Well, I mean, I did pick up a lot of his stuff. He kept dying. I don't know. I don't, it's like almost as though he never played Minecraft before. Eh, maybe he was a little rusty. Who knows? Probably. Anyway, we're not here to talk about some random buffoon who joined my Minecraft world, are we? No, we're here to talk about what exactly? We're talking about Jedi. Betrayal. Revenge. We are talking about... Yes, so let's do this. Okay, so Kenobi is one of those series that I think we've previously established where it's such a highly regarded show, right? So there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of, how do I put this, variety in people's opinions, right? So a lot of people are going to feel one way, a lot of people are going to feel another. And I think it's safe to say, and you would probably agree with me, Matt, watch this show for yourself, because what we're about to get into is not just episodes five and six, but also an overall overarching like review of this show. And generally what we thought of season one. And hopefully not just the only season of Obi-Wan Kenobi that we'll be getting. But more on that later. So, did you want to go ahead and start us off with that being said? Well, I will actually say I don't really know if this needs a sequel. Or any sort of continuation. Really? Okay. Like. I don't know. Like you said, people are going to have different opinions, and this is going to be mine. I'm, just, I'm still trying to think, though. Should should we actually get on that later? Like, discuss we could. the episodes first? We could. So, um, episode four and five, or, sorry, four. What the heck? I always do this. It's every episode, man. <laughs> I, I, t- I tell you, it's it's Moon Knight happened, you know, and now this. It it's did. every time, okay? And then this again. It's just every episode time we talk about shows. five and six. Episodes five episode and six. Five and six. Get that in your head. I'm trying, okay? I can't, I just... You know, if I could cram that into my head as well, we'd be in a lot better you know, place right now. <laughs> you, you know, there there was there's a wise saying that an old Jedi master once told everyone, right? Everyone do or do not. Oh, come on, understand. dad. 
I didn't invite you to I'm this podcast. I'm not your dad. <laughs> Do I look like a little green man with a green lightsaber? No, that's not my dad. My dad isn't a little exactly. green man with a lightsaber. Is your dad a little green man with a lightsaber? I don't know. Oh, goodness. <laughs> this got interesting. He could be in disguise. Maybe. So, okay. This episode five took me a minute, but I did it. Episode five, I thought, was a really great episode to really get us back into the groove of things. So, for... I think it's safe to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, and, and the beautiful thing about all kinds of art, especially film as well, and any show, uh, cinema, any of that stuff, is it's all subjective, right? Meaning everybody's going to have a differing opinion. So my opinion it may not be as, you know, the same thing as yours or anybody listening, and that's okay. That's that's a that's that's the beautiful part of doing a show like this, and. So that being said, I'm going to go ahead and start us off here. I think episode five was great. I would argue it was the up until that, like, as far, I guess the way we'll do this is uh, th- like we just got done seeing five. And then when we do six, it's like we just got done seeing six. Okay. So up until the end of episode five to that point, it was the best episode, with the exception of episode one, of this entire show. That to to that point, would you agree? I actually would agree, though. It, funny enough, when I was actually discussing this with my family, because my brother saw episode one before, and of course my father as well. My brother actually probably doesn't agree in that regards that episode one was the best. Really? Because, and I I will not be repeating what he said in regards to the opening of it, at least. Because even though it probably would get some people to laugh, morally, I don't feel like it's okay. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. But, <laughs> He, he had, of course, had his reasons for not really liking the series, or at least the first episode, because of some habits by some characters. He didn't even really like Third Sister as a character too much, not really for, you know, the whole public outcry or whatever. Yeah, the controversy and, and everything that happened. Yeah, not, not for that at all. He had his own other reasons for it. Fair enough. But... In contrast, I actually did like the first episode because, you know, it it brought out what the show was going to be. Kenobi discovering that he had failed so long ago to kill Anakin. He really should have because then these events wouldn't have happened. Or if they or, or if he did, they probably would have happened, but not in the same way. It really would have hindered the Empire and put them kind of on a even playing field if you will if that's fair enough to say you know or at least as even yeah. as they could get because you'd have Sidious running away like on the run from um the republic the republic somewhat coming back together kind of i mean palpatine would have an entire army at his disposal and the jedi would be like very weakened but i do agree and i i, I do see what you're saying there um it would be a very very different story 
um, without Vader than we got with Vader. So yeah. I see what you're saying there. But go ahead. Like, yeah, he's an entire pivotal essential thing for this entire plot. The entire plot of the Star Wars series as a whole. So it so when Kenobi failed to eliminate Anakin, now his past is coming back to haunt him. And that's where I loved the first episode because you could see especially with the acting the acting was really good you could oh, see the fear in kenobi's eyes mm -hmm. when he suddenly realized oh my god yeah he's back and my he's coming mistake. to kill me yeah like my biggest regret has now come to back to haunt me what i will say is i also loved episode one and i don't know if he was even that um, I think maybe that was in a later episode, maybe like two or something. But what I will say is I felt like it was just a great reintroduction to the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, getting into four, though, I think it was very contained, um, like a very contained episode. Both of them really were. There wasn't a lot of locations that we went to. It wasn't as if we were hopping around to different systems or different planets the entirety of the last two episodes. They were very much, here's the setting, here's where we're at, here's where we're going, here's where we're coming back to. End of story. And it was, yeah, it was very I, nice. I agree. Yeah, it was very nice to see too. Because it was like, okay, so we're not going to go like everywhere we're like, not yeah we're not just going all over the system on a wild goose chase as third sister and anakin chase kenobi down to achieve whatever it is they wanted yeah and and that's what i loved because it was like okay so we can because we don't go very many places we're now able to focus on these characters even more so I mean, they did go to quite a few places. You already know that I mapped this out. You did, and I actually told Matty G, um, he's gonna be the planet guy. So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> with with four, the whole the whole point, or four with five, I'm 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 telling you, one of these days, with episode just, five, just remember. When he says episode four, he means episode five. Exactly. I always mean the next episode, okay? That's how it works, apparently. Uh, so, from memory, because I watched it this morning, and I've kind of had some stuff going on since then, and so make sure you correct me if I'm wrong, okay? But from my recollection, a lot of it is, okay, the Empire knows where Kenobi is because they put a tracker on Luna, Lula, the bug, the... the Lola. Lola, Lola. And Lola. so, so Kenobi and Leia and effectively that branch of the resistance uh, or the rebellion or whatever you want to call it, the early phase of the rebellion would be there on this planet with Obi-Wan. So the issue is now, okay, we've tracked him to this planet, Vader, who's like, I'm just going to go ahead and also reach in my, my notes here and just say, Vader's one of the greatest written antagonists of any franchise or any story in the history of the art of storytelling. Okay. That is how I feel, especially now about Darth Vader. It's like every time we see this man, it just gets better and better and better. And it, you'll, you'll see in a minute. 
And so they, they track down the rebellion or the early phase of the rebellion. And it's a whole thing of, we got to get Kenobi out of this base. So they shut down the hangar. It's like this big old hangar. So they shut down this hangar and it's this whole game of Vader's going to catch Obi-Wan. So Obi-Wan goes ahead and surrenders eventually. And it's a very good moment because we get a lot of development for the third sister, who's now the Grand Inquisitor. And we also get a lot more development on just how Kenobi sympathizes with this newer character. I'm going to say newer because it really does feel like she's a newer character, especially in this show. Um, I didn't watch as much of Rebels as some people did. So to me, she's very much a newer character, at least in that sense. So we get that. We get a whole thing where Obi-Wan tries to pit her against Vader and he escapes but my favorite scene okay Matt from this entire episode wasn't just Kenobi running or or just seeing Vader no it was the scene where they managed to get the hangar door open like the the big old like you know to take off with the ship and Vader walks in and he grabs the ship with the force and he put, per, effectively performs a star killer, okay, if you there, will. Yeah. He grabs the oh ship, my, he brings it down. I am so happy that you said that. Yeah, he, he pulls it down, puts it back on the ground, okay, and then completely rips this ship to shreds single-handedly, okay, with the Force. Like, Vader is so incredibly pissed. It's unmatchable. It's unfathomable. So he rips this ship to shreds and a ship behind it takes off and you see him like really annoyed and frustrated. Like it's just the fact that you can see his emotions through this mask that, that I love as well. So emotions of Darth Vader. Exactly. That is a t-shirt too. I, yeah. <laughs> so you, so you see, you see, and it doesn't stop there. You see the, 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 the third sister. Okay come up behind him and try to start working on Vader. We'll, we'll get into this a little more. I'm just kind of recap, doing a quick little run through just to kind of recap real fast. So you see this, this whole bit where he stops her. Like she goes to swing at him and she just stops midair, like halfway through her swing. And Vader turns around like, you really didn't think I'd just let you do this, did you? Like I didn't know that you would come up with some sort of plan. You've let Kenobi use you, and you've clearly failed. And so he snaps her lightsaber. He gets a hold of it. He snaps it in half, and he throws her one of the blades, like one of the halves of the lightsaber. Okay, and they go back and forth. And Vader a couple times gets like I think it was two two times. He gets both lightsabers in his hands, and it's like so, man. So yeah. So the first time that. Actually, he attacks back with his lightsaber first, and Third Sister has the full uh, dual-sided lightsaber. Eventually, her lightsaber gets kicked away, I think. He Something grabs like it and then splits it in two, and you see him just standing there, <laughs> dual-wielding lightsabers. Vader! And okay. it is so awesome! It's it's Okay, so it's like I said, it's one of the best antagonists in all of storytelling, but that ju just that much cooler now. Because now he's got two lightsabers, okay? Instead of just one. Which is just phenomenal. So, he fa he faces... He, he, you know, 
faces her down, beats her, and impales her with her own lightsaber. Okay, Vader's going full gangster. I've had enough of this crap time with with everybody okay he's had it he's had it up to here he's not playing around anymore and it's very clear so who walks in but the grand inquisitor the good old rebels dude himself what happened how did he come back who cares so it, i didn't i had a problem a what it wasn't a fatal blow no, no, but what I, what I, I guess what I'm getting at is they leave her and there's a whole bit where she finds like a communicator that Kenobi handed over to the fake Jedi guy who's also in this and he like an absolute moron drops it and you know, the whole Bail Organa, hey, well, if, if I don't hear back from you soon, I know you said there's no communication, but if I don't hear back from you soon, I'm coming to Tatooine. And so she figures out that Owen Lars in the Lars homestead is the home place of Luke Skywalker and blah, blah, blah. So, all right, let's get into this. What is, what is your opinion? Like what really stood out to you in this episode? Well, there were some good things and some bad things that stood out to me. One good thing was that Leia was actually a good character for once and actually doing something to help everyone, not just being an annoying little brat. I agree. I agree. <laughs> she goes up into the um, vent, yeah. and it was like, okay, well, nobody else can fit up there, so you know, clearly... You, you get, also get that sense like she's becoming Princess Leia from the original trilogy. Like she's starting to take, I mean, as, as young as she is, you're starting to see the beginnings of that. I'm, you know, no nonsense. I'm going to take charge and do what I need to, to accomplish my task kind of traits, if you know what I'm trying to say. So you kind of see that from her character as well. I mean, I know, like I said, it's very early, but you're seeing the state, the beginnings to that. Yeah, like, she's a character that has grown up so much at such an early age. And in a way, I can kind of see why she does. Because she's grown up in a family where she's not natively born into. And so her cousins and her other family kind of shun her as a bit of an outcast. Well, I wouldn't so, say it's her family. It's more so just those that are not, like, in her immediate social circle. Well, they're still part of the family. She is adopted, but oh, that's even, true. That is true. Yeah, it's it's extended family. Yeah, there's there's just certain like parts of her family that are like don't hold her. I, I see what you're saying. They don't hold her yeah. in in regards as the like high regards, as if she was like biologically their daughter, like the Organa daughter. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so that's where she kind of learns to take no bull crap. Like ev everyone's been judging her. Her entire childhood. So, like, why should she care what anyone says? Just do it. Do the job. Get it done. Very fair. I also think that it was really nice to see Obi-Wan really try to, like, take elements of his general, like, his time as a general during the Clone Wars. You get a lot of people that are looking to him, saying like, "What are we gonna do? Like, what what do we what do we do?" And so he he's really having to become like a effectively a wartime leader again. And you get a really cool scene in the um, next episode where he's gonna lead Vader and the Empire away from this rebellion, and you really get to see like like 
I'm trying to figure out how to, you really get to see him like fall back on that and really look at other leaders and say, look, like to this one guy, for example, there's not many leaders left and you are a leader. So embrace that, take that on, you know, really inspiring people. And eventually you'll see kind of the, again, the early, the, the setup to a new hope in, in various ways for these characters. I also enjoyed the whole Order 66 flashbacks to um, the Third Sister's time, where we get to actually hear how she survived and the ruthlessness. I don't know if you caught on to it, but I know for these last two episodes especially, they put a disclaimer in the beginning that certain elements would yes. be darker to... I saw uh, that on episode six. Yeah, to different audiences. And so she discussed, like... Almost, not in a whole lot of detail because it is Star Wars, but in enough to where it can really get your mind starting to 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 roll effectively. Um, she yeah. she discusses how she hid behind like underneath bodies that were starting to go cold because Anakin she thought was there to help, but she had to play dead. And it's just a really phenomenal performance by Moses Ingram, who again is not deserving of any of the hate that she's getting. I understand if you don't like the character, but she does a fantastic job, especially in these last two episodes. Uh, you you really see, like, Vader, who, you know, she she's, like, hunting him as, as, like, behind enemy lines, so to speak. And you get this whole bit where he's like, you didn't think I'd actually forget about you youngling and, and like he calls her out on it like you didn't think i'd remember that you were one of the younglings that i was supposed to kill you really didn't think i remembered and it's just it's so awesome to see that kind of character get that kind of attention and it's just it's beautiful you also get a lot of just this dynamic between vader and kenobi even though they don't meet in this episode, per se, you, you like this, this whole series. And I think it helps when you have Hayden Christensen on the suit. You just, you know, it's the same actor and it just, I don't know. I just feel like it, it adds something to it. it it's incredible. Um, I don't know if you want to go ahead and jump to six at all. I mean, I have a bunch of notes here. Yeah. Um, I know I mean, there's, there's, there, um... there were other things that I wanted to say. Oh, yes, it is nice that we finally got a backstory to Third Sister and her reasonings for coming after Kenobi. But I feel like it it doesn't... I don't agree with it. Like, the motive feels weird. It feels a little hollow. It really does. Yeah, a, a little hollow. Like, what, does it really make sense? She became an inquisitor to come after Anakin and try to off him. Well, one of the things but... I want to, I, I don't want to sound like a nerd, but I just want to clarify this real quick. So when you say Anakin there, and I, again, I don't want to sound like a smart aleck or anything, but j just to clarify though, Anakin and Vader are very different characters in terms of, Vader is the darker side and Anakin is kind of like, well, you know, Anakin. So I would just make sure that like when you say Anakin, it's not like 
the light side poster boy of the Clone Wars Anakin. This is Vader type. An- I, I just wanted to yeah, clarify that, but, just in case. But the thing is, I'm saying I'm saying Anakin because that's how she knew him as before Darth Vader. She Fair. does not forget what he did. Which, by the way, and then I, I don't want to stop you. I, I just want to say this also. I love how we actually reveal how she knew who Anakin was. Like, how, how she knew that Vader was Anakin. I loved that. Because it was like, okay, well, you know, she was there in during the events of Order 66. So, because Kenobi's like, well, you weren't, you're not old enough unless you were a youngling at the time. And it was a really cool moment, too. But go ahead. Yeah. So, again, my problem with her motive is that she was a youngling she was there she witnessed all the atrocities but she turns to the dark side when she wanted revenge on darth vader for what happened at the jedi temple yeah i can see of of course she goes after kenobi so that she could get to darth vader but even so towards the end of it she's still a bad character kind of i don't know yeah in some ways like you can yeah she does redeem herself in some way at the end or at least I, i i i don't know how to explain this let me try let me try this and, and let me know if I... It's like, we're, we're not on the sixth episode yet. No, you're I'm good. trying to avoid but, that until we get there. And that's okay. I think what, what, I, what I'm understanding you saying is she was part of Order 66, okay? She was scared for her life. Then she turns around to join the people that nearly killed her to kill the guy that was supposed to kill her even though... She's against them in some ways. I, I think I see what you're saying. Does that sound about right? Yeah. I, I guess I kind of see what you're saying. Like, why like, why join the guy that just... Why... Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's like a Norman the North kind of thing. Why join the people that you're trying to fight against? Fair. And you probably don't... Do you know Norman the North? I it think was I... so, so bad. I think I... It was like... Yeah, it's like a kid's show. I was going to say, I think I've heard of it, but I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. I, I think I understand what you're saying, though let me pose this to you. Had she not have joined the dark side in the Empire and become an Inquisitor, you do realize she probably wouldn't have made it this far. Well, so possibly, there's... but there's probably many other ways she could have gone about it as well. That's true. Her she could have joined forces with Kenobi... Because even though Kenobi isn't at his strongest currently, their combined power could potentially sway things in their favor. Well, I think she was planning on Kenobi helping her, but when he's able to escape, you know, it's kind of like a, oh, boy, but that's the thing. Plan. If she wanted Kenobi to help, she would have asked him, possibly, like at that at that hangar scene where she starts fighting Darth Vader, they could have fought him together. I guess that that is fair. There's probably some other situations as well where they could have joined forces to try and 
take him out. I could also pose this to you, though. Darth Vader is one of the greatest combatants in Star Wars history, okay? Because of his time having to hunt these Jedi, he has grown very much accustomed to fighting them. Okay, it's like a tiger and a zebra or, well, that's not a very good example, but it's like a predator-prey situation. Vader could hold, if he could almost single-handedly take her out, okay, what's not to say that seeing Kenobi would just throw him over the edge and he'd, like, go full-on, I'm not playing these games anymore on both of them. But I do see what you're saying. But it took Obi-Wan everything he had. But we'll get into that. Um here's another thing as well yes um sorry to keep going on this but and that's okay that's okay that's what we're here for another th- another thing if they were to join forces on the right or the light side like they could have trained with each other to uh, to make each other stronger so that they could fight vader i don't she, know i don't know if maybe that work. No, okay so so here's the thing mm-hmm she has all this anguish and distress from her past. So, I, I guess even even so, she might not have seen the light side. But she still has no love for Darth Vader. If they had joined forces, she has the power of the dark side. He, Kenobi, has the power of the light side. And even though he's weaker, she could have helped him become stronger... And in doing so, light side fighting dark side in these training sessions, potentially, they could have built each other up and learned how to combat Darth Vader. I see what you're saying. I think the only issue with that is we're, we're in the era right now where, you know, at least for this era, where light and dark are like two sides of the opposite or the same coin, opposite sides of the same coin. And so I think for Kenobi to learn some dark side abilities goes against his training. No, no, I'm not saying going or going and learning dark side powers. I'm saying one person on the dark side with the right intentions and Kenobi training himself, building him up to become what he used to be before, just as strong a Jedi, if not stronger with the help of an ally to take down Darth Vader. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I guess part of me, though, is kind of happy they didn't do that. But then again, that would be interesting. And that is a fair point. Something I did not think of. I I will say that. I'm just wondering which would have been more of a realistic approach to this kind of thing. We also have to remember, though... We also have to remember the whole reason why Obi-Wan even mention the idea in the first place was so that he could use her as a distraction because there's a whole scene where he's like there's more than one way to to fight a fight or to to win a fight or fight a war or whatever right and so his 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 thing was he was a very good great negotiator and a very great defensive fighter so when people say like mace windu yoda obi-wan versus palpatine Obi-Wan would just be trading blow for blow. He would just be the defensive end. And then you'd have Mace that... You know what I'm trying to say? His whole thing is he's a defensive negotiator. And and so that's, in some ways, what the Jedi are. And so 
he is one of their best. So I, I see what you're saying. I think, though, the whole point of that, though, was to really get her to kind of distract Vader so that he could get out. But I, but I do see what you're saying. If she really wanted that, she could have perhaps made an attempt. Um, do you have any other points before episode six? Yeah. You actually just reminded me of something as you were saying all of that. I was brought back to the scene where Obi-Wan and Anakin were having their own little training session. There. Oh, yes! Yes! Yeah. I almost that forgot that. that. Was five, wasn't it? Dude, that was. That was. Yeah. So, that's the other thing that I wanted to bring up. Because, honestly, on this scene, I kind of agree with my brother. Okay. It was a little bit of a dumb scene. Anakin, of course, is his usual self attacking, like with such power, such strength, such speed to win this battle. And I guess that is a thing that you're saying that Obi-Wan is the defensive negotiator, that there's multiple ways to win a fight. But when it comes to a battle in which the other person is trying to take your life, why wouldn't you prioritize surviving? Like kill them before they can kill you. Well, his, his negotiation skills are like, if I can, get away without using the lightsaber that's what i'm going to do that's i think that's any jedi that's why he's a jedi master the thing is is when you have to it's like a police officer when a gun gets pulled on you usually there's almost only ever one way to respond and it has to be quick and in that way it's also the same thing with the jedi where he has a lightsaber because there are sith lords out there and he has to be able to you know defend himself with that sparring match though i think it it was a phenomenal addition to the episode because it really shows kind of the the mindset of vader or that vader still very much has overpower your opponent and then destroy them or or something along those lines you know being able to win at all costs i don't i don't care what what it takes i have you know i have to be victorious in this conflict and that's a bit of an issue because he doesn't ever stop to think about other things you know which again they they do a better job than i could explaining it here on this on this podcast but you know they do a better job in the show of explaining it than i could it's very much relevant and it's amazing to see those that though Anakin is now Vader and they're two very different characters they're still very much similar in the way that they tactically approach things you know and I, I think that's just a great again a great way to show fragments of Vader that still you know Anakin that still remain in Vader so that's what I really liked as well um, do you have anything else? That was the last thing that I wanted to bring. Alright. Well, I will say it was a very great episode. Probably the best or up there with episode one. But certainly an episode that I might want to go back and rewatch. Both of these last two um, for certain. And I just thought it was, like I said, a great way to really bring Hayden and, and you know, Ewan back together and really kind of get more of what we didn't get to see in attack of the clones or you know between episodes one and two that that developmental stage for obi or for anakin 
Um, going into episode six, a lot of it is, okay, well, I have to lure Vader, you know, Kenobi saying to himself, I have to lure Vader away from this early stage rebellion or this group of rebels and, you know, go and face him myself. And it's a lot of him seeming to harp on the fact that Vader is not going to bring a whole army, which by the way, I'm going to kick myself later if I don't mention, we have to mention two things. The death of the spy. Um, I, I, I think her name starts with a T. Something. Tala. Tala? I believe it's Tala. Yeah. So, I don't really have much to say on her character, honestly. I thought it sucked, but it was like, okay, well. Okay. <laughs> and also, the Inferno Squad. Um, I believe it was Inferno Squad. Was in episode four and previous episodes as well. They're the ones with the red stripe on the top of their helmet. They they just they're from Battlefront Two, EA's Battlefront Two, and it's just so amazing. Again, I'm a sucker for continuity, and it's so amazing to see this continuity come into play here. But anyway, so back to I episode six. You didn't notice? No. I'll have to point I... it out to you because it, it really yeah, is kind of neat and impressive. But what I will say is episode six is great. At the end of 4, again, we get the third sister who comes across Obi-Wan's comlink. Luke is completely left open now. She's she's going for Luke, and there is nothing there to stop her. It, again, it comes back to bite him. Like we said in previous episodes, you're away from Luke, and focusing on Lan, there's another kid. To be so, fair, though, they really should have kept off communication they should have if That's they had, kenobi... then luke wouldn't have been in danger and, well that and then kenobi like told bail like hey dude like don't worry about it i'll contact you when i'm ready and can and bill's like growing impatient or something it's like come on bail like come on but anyway so i have a lot of notes here but it, it, again it was a very great episode with six again it's Really just Kenobi's like, I need to get people, you know, the Empire away from this rebellion and draw Vader out myself. So it's, it's a lot, like there's no more tracker or anything. It's really just the Empire keeping their eyes on the prize, so to speak. And so we get a whole bit where Vader and Kenobi are fighting each other. And we're also simultaneously getting the third sister hunting down Luke at the Lars homestead. And at the end of all this, Vader has one of the, and, and, and Obi-Wan have one of the greatest moments I think we've seen in Star Wars thus far. And it, it's phenomenal. We'll get into that in a moment. And then you also have the third sister who, who gets a very much, re, you know, a redemption arc where she's hunting Luke and she goes from hunting Luke and wanting to kill him to actually rescuing him and, and, and bringing him back and trying and righting her wrong because she doesn't want to become what Vader was to her, you know? So it, it's very much, I guess that's the easiest way of explaining it, bare bones. Again, watch this for yourself. I want to get into this. What is, what is your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and I guess address the elephant in the room here. The, one of the greatest scenes in all of Star Wars, the, the, the face down. Are you talking about when uh, Kenobi gives Leia the holster? 
No. Shut up. <laughs> I tell you, bro. No, I mean, like, there's, there's a... So, I'm just messing with you. No, you're good. I will say, the opening of this fight, I don't know if you catch, caught it or not. Uh, Obi-Wan is standing there across, you know, Invader walks up to Obi-Wan, and they stand there for a moment, they stare each other down, and Vader's kind of like, you know, you, you, you brought me here to try to kill me, or, you know, one of us is going to leave here dead, or whatever. And, and so, what is it that they say? Obi-Wan replies with, I will do what I must. Vader replies with, you will try. Then you will die. Was it then you will die? Yeah, then it was you, no, it was, then, then you will, you die. will die. And it's incredible because this is what they said to each other on Mustafar in episode yep. three. It's, it's amazing. So go ahead. Go ahead. I, w- I want to give you this, this opportunity here. Oh, yeah, this was, this was good. So they're having their battle. And of course, Vader is doing his usual thing of striking as fast and hard as he can with as much force and power behind every one of his moves. And Obi-Wan, at this point, he's not taking any of it. He's dodging his attacks. He's playing a lot more defensively. Like, actually succeeding at his, you know, counters to Vader swinging at him. And Darth Vader notices this. He notices that Obi-Wan is now back to who he used to be episode three kenobi really like as opposed to earlier in like episode four i think it was when they initially fought and kenobi was a lot weaker he's like now and now he's more back to episode three kenobi because the stakes are heightened yeah because it's either you prevail against darth vader or you die yeah, I mean, and that's that's really how it is for everybody. I mean, yeah, it really is. And more often than not, you die. <laughs> I mean, yeah, nine times out of ten, unless you're very select, very, very, very slim amount of you know few, you're done. The minute that Darth Vader activates that lightsaber, you're done. Before he even activates the lightsaber, you're most likely done. So, go, but go ahead, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So. The battle progresses, but unfortunately, Kenobi just isn't up to where he should be to win the battle. He gets brought down into the grounds like Darth Vader goes full-on Earthbender style. <laughs> he really does. Dude, I... <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. That actually, that actually is yeah, true. Yeah, that was my first thought. It was... <laughs> It was awesome. Am I watching Star Wars but The yeah. Last Airbender? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so, yeah, Darth Vader starts burying Kenobi alive. And that's where it cuts off back to Third Sister chasing down Luke, who is escaping into the desert to, you know, run for his life. And, of course, the, the Lars family is, you know, Owen and Beru, are not just letting him run off from the third sister without a fight. Like they're, they're like Owen's doing everything he can. He gets a few good hits on her, but really, I mean, of course, she's a former Jedi Inquisitor now, and well, at this point she was. She's kind of in a transition phase of not being an Inquisitor, but at, at this time she she is 
somewhat still an inquisitor. But anyway, she's in that gray area. But the 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 fact of the matter is, he gets he a fired. few. Yeah, he he gets he gets creamed. Okay, he he gets tossed aside like you know a, a very mild scuffle. So Baru is doing her best and assists Luke, and I guess she knocks Baru out or whatever. And so Luke, of course, they told Luke, hey, if we are, I mean, they didn't say, hey, you know, some Inquisitor chick is going to come and try to fight us and get, kill us and get you. No, they're like, the Tuscans are, you know, going crazy again, you know, like raiding people's farms. You know, if, if, if you're in any danger, just run, just keep, don't stop running, just keep running, which I guess when push comes to shove, that's all you really can do if you're Luke Skywalker at, the, at, at this point. So obviously he starts running and so she's chasing him but anyway <laughs> yeah so vader went full on earthbender but unfortunately his earthbending wasn't up to master earthbender standards <laughs> kenobi should have died but he's still holding off and now everything from his past is starting to empower him like all these flashbacks he knows that he cannot fail otherwise this will not end. They will hunt down those kids that he's been trying to protect this entire time. And so, Kenobi gets his own burst of power. Well, I think it's more and so he knows that he can't fail because if he, know, he fails, yeah. it's all over. Like, And you don't... Yeah. Here's the thing. When it comes to a situation like this, your rage or your determination will push you through your current goal like you've been to the gym before right yes i have Have you ever have you ever like listens to music like five finger death punch or something as you're doing reps on the machine and you're starting to tire out your muscles are worn and getting exhausted and you're just trying to push fatiguing. through that last yes yeah, you're pushing through that last uh rep i think i've been through that a few a, a time or two maybe just a few times but, like, the music really, like, pushes you through it because of how you're affected emotionally. Yeah. No, and, and that's, that's that's what this is. Yeah, that's what's happening here. Kenobi knows that he cannot fail again. And so that's what empowers him. And he's able to escape from the hole and start up yet Part two of the battle. <laughs> again, one of the coolest fights ever. And, and my whole issue, again, with this series in its entirety is the whole Vader facing down against Kenobi because it's like, you know, again, episode four. It, it kind of brings into question that um, eventually he does defeat, succeed in taking down Darth Vader, but he can't, once again, he will not kill him. Vader had every opportunity in fact i think he actually thought that hey well there's no way obi-wan could have survived like several tons you know just slammed on top of them one after another so i think vader was reasonable in thinking that but it's like okay kenobi comes up behind him and he just starts wailing on him and i mean you again you get to see this like prequel era episode three particularly style like face-to-face combat you know like lightsaber fighting and and it's it's amazing you know the way that obi-wan's able to like spin his lightsaber from one hand into the other and 
you know, fight different styles. And you really get that Obi-Wan's going to do everything he can. And then we get one of my favorite moments in, in this show. He gets the upper hand on Vader... And then he he like takes out the the um the air sustain air sustaining system or whatever you want to call it right the oxygen system um, on his chest and he slices the mask open and for the first time in live action we see Anakin Skywalker's well Darth Vader's face like the face of Vader, formerly Anakin Skywalker, burnt to a crisp. And it's phenomenally done. Like, it's done so well. Um, His voice modulator actually starts to go off. And you really do hear Anakin and Vader at the same time, simultaneously talking to Obi-Wan. What I mean is he'll say something as Anakin and then he'll say something as, you know, and it, and it goes back and forth. And it's, oh my gosh, this is done so well. I can't, I can't convey this enough. It wasn't entirely back and forth. It was both at the same time. Really. It really was. Like you could still, yeah, you could still hear Anakin's voice, but you could also hear Darth Vader, but both speaking the same thing. And the moment where he's like scream, like when Obi Wan's like, "Okay, well, you know, then my friend is truly dead." It like confronts him, and I don't want to skim over it. Like I don't want it to sound like I'm skimming over it, but and, and this is really just more of a discussion on it as well. So it's not like we're you know, we're not gonna recap it. Okay, this is more of a discussion. But what I will say is the scene where Obi Wan walks away and Vader's like defeated. So it's not like he can just get up and chase after Obi Wan. Okay. You hear him yell, Obi-Wan! And it's Vader yelling in so much rage. And it's, it's, you've heard nothing like this. What I will say is this whole fight scene with, like, especially in, in, in like, the initial steps and phases of this fight, Darth Vader is fighting so much more agile than we've ever seen him fight, again, in any live-action media. I mean, this dude is, like, spinning around well not spinning around but he's like fast paced Vader moving blow for blow matching Obi-Wan and this really is the Jedi Hunter Darth Vader that that we've heard and seen in the comics this is Darth Vader in his like best in that suit and it's oh my gosh I I again I it's just it's so good um of course, like I said, you know, every everybody, you know, the good guys prevail and Leia is reunited with Jorganas. Um I forgot how that happened actually. How did that happen? Was it the 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 fake Jedi guy dropped her off or how did how did that happen again? Okay, so how it happened is when Kenobi said that he was going to break off from the group and distract Darth Vader so that they all could escape. He went to whatever his name is, the fake Haja Jedi. or whatever, some of that. I don't I, know. I think, I think that was his name, but again, I'm not certain. Um, but it wasn't Pacha from Emperor's New Groove? That's for sure. Pancho. Pancho. <laughs> was that his name from Emperor's New Groove? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it was Pacha. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead. We're not here to talk yeah, about Emperor's so, New Groove, Matt. 
That's for so, another yeah, he, episode. He made a deal. He made a deal uh, with, the, or not really a deal. He said, "Just get Leia to her parents safely." Can I trust your word on this? Yes. Okay. Okay, it's the word of a liar. Can I truly trust it? But it's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he so, he was the one that yeah. delivered her. He delivered yeah. her. Okay. Because I was like, all right, I don't remember seeing that, but of course we get Obi Wan who's you know getting ready to to head off on his new adventure and you know the whole redemption arc with the third sister and and a lot of plot closure like a lot of closure we also get a glimpse at emperor palpatine in vader's castle again i love it yes we also get qui-gon jinn played by liam neeson again what i wish that we could have gotten was a bit more of okay so the whole dynamic with Qui-Gon is he was more of a gray Jedi in other words he didn't fully believe in what the Jedi stood for and there were times where he was like I don't really know if this is it you know what I mean like kind of questioning but not all bad I mean still good you know Jedi just not everything they believed in ever you know what I'm trying to say yeah, so I see what you're saying, and yeah. honestly, I can kind of vibe with that. Yeah, like he he questioned some of the Jedi protocols or teachings or whatever. Yeah, because like there's there's always going to be something that you find on both sides of the story that are a little questionable. You can't truly go left side or right side. Exactly, you're more so gonna be somewhere in between. Yeah, or at so least that's how it should be. What I wanted to see was Qui Gon's outlook on this because Qui Gon Jinn was the one that discovered Anakin Skywalker and Qui-Gon Jinn was the one that forced him upon Obi-Wan upon his death so I would have loved to see like Qui-Gon kind of like oh my gosh did I do this and if so what have I done you know kind of something like wait hold up so but but it's it is really nice to see him and Obi-Wan get back together and you know the whole force ghost you weren't ready when you came to me, but now you are. Like, why is he ready now? And it just seems like a little cliche, but okay. Uh, I If we ever do get a season two, um, well, you know what? Let's do this. Overall, Matt, what was your thought on this, as uh, the series as a whole? I thought, I thought it was okay. Like, it wasn't bad by any means. Like, yeah, when it came to the characters, Kenobi was very well done. The acting on his on his part was really good. Uh, third sister, I liked her decently. Like again, the acting that was well done. But I still thought that her whole motive was a pretty sizable flaw for her character. Like it just didn't make sense to me why she was doing what she was doing. I don't know. I I just don't fully understand it. And I don't know if I ever will. But, like, it, it was... I don't know. <laughs> it's all good, It was man. a good show, for sure. Yeah. It was, it was a good show. I'd probably go back and watch at least the last two episodes. Oh, for sure. But if you remember... Or, yeah, well, when we started the podcast, I said that I'm not sure if this really needs a sequel or any sort of continuation like this one season is enough 
the reason I feel that it's enough is because I don't really feel like there needs to be any more or not much more development on this. We saw Kenobi finally get over his past. He confronted Anakin. Anakin now is basically forced to let Kenobi go because of Emperor Palpatine seeing that he had failed once again. Not only failing to kill Kenobi, but also failing to eliminate the rebel forces. And to let go of his past. Because that's, that's and, something yes, that's going to hold him back. Yeah, it's going to hold him back in the future, too. Yeah, all of that is just holding him back. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we already know how the movies go. That's going to be the biggest downfall that Darth Vader has ever made. I agree. So, I guess... Do Okay, so you've already answered the question of do you think there needs to be a season two and why? Out of... Let's see, was this what you expected from an Obi-Wan Kenobi series? And, like, what was... What really stood out to you and what wasn't something that you were particularly fond of? Let's do that, then. Okay. So what stood out to me is where Kenobi was as a person during the time that he is watching over Luke. You see that he's just barely getting by, sneaking little scraps of meat, hiding it in his uh, robe or whatever, just trying to make an honest living on Tatooine. But also while trying to fulfill his duty. The other thing that stood out to me is the fact that Anakin still cannot let go of his past. Like, it's been going on for over a decade now, but he's still just so filled with the seething rage over his failure. And to see the amount of power that he has because of that, it is insane. How strong of a character he is. I think the that... Inqu- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say, know if you were done or not. <laughs> the inqu- <laughs> Like, I, I'm still trying to collect my thoughts a little bit. But yeah, the Inquisitors as characters. It was a little weird how they handled that. The Grand Inquisitor being stabbed, but then he's not dead. And the then fifth the third brother. sister being stabbed in the same way, but now she's not dead. Of course, she had a little bit of a redemption arc. I can respect that. What about the fifth brother? Why? He the was fifth useless. Brother, what was the point of him? I, I agree. But go ahead. You, you said with the redemption arc, you think. Go, go ahead. Like, I, I can... I'm, I'm cool with the third sister having that little redemption arc. Because it really did feel dumb how she had joined the dark side after witnessing what the dark side did. Clearly, Anakin was not Anakin. There was just something else going on at that time that he decided to go on a rampage through the temple and destroy everything. Well, you remember episode three. It was was mostly because he wanted to protect the woman he loved from dying. The twist, though, is he was the one that killed her. Yeah. Or so they say. I mean, there's a whole bunch of well, fan theories that say Palpatine killed her on like the other side of the galaxy, which... No, no, no. You know, if you want to go with that. that, that or a broken heart or whatever. I never I mean, heard that. I never heard that theory, but no. that sounds kind of dumb to me. Here, yeah. the, the way I think it happens, or Anakin being Darth Vader, his 
his power in that time, he had weakened her to the point so that when she had given birth to Luke and Leia, she was already so weak that she couldn't handle the procedure and thus died as a result. Fair way of looking at it. I liked the voice actor. Or, not the voice, the actual actor for the third sister. But as a character, Moses I Ingram. didn't understand her completely. But, like, I'm, I'm cool with her coming around in the end. Like, no, I don't want to become like him. I guess that's really all that I have in regards to that as well. Other than, you know, Leia being an outcast, but, or from her extended family, but, you know, being as she usually is, taking charge, being that leader figure, even in her young age. The meeting with uh, Kenobi and Luke as well, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, like, that's the end of it. it. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a really emotional moment for them but when he approached luke and then you hear the line hello there one of the best <laughs> lines in film hello there uh, general kenobi you I are if that's what they were going for. huh i wonder if that's what they were going for with oh no they, they clearly the were it was so obvious oh, that yeah. they were they're like hey you know what Probably. we can't do this Every Star Wars fan knows, hello there, okay? Every Star Wars fan knows, we gotta put it in. We can't do all the show about this man's and not put in a hello there. (laughs) Even if it's just to Vader, you know, when they're standing off in episode episode 6 of this series, and they go, he goes, hello there! Vader should have whipped out his lightsaber and went, General Kenobi! (laughs) (laughs) Would have made the series so much better. But anyway... (laughs) So I guess what really stood out to me, and, and I wasn't, and I'm very mixed, um, I wish the series stuck more to Kenobi surviving on Tatooine, because it just doesn't feel, it feels a little out of place to have him go off world, but it also, in the same way, kind of sets up the Obi-Wan, you know, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. So in that regard, okay. You know, I'm fine with him knowing Leia. There's a whole bit where he actually still continues to hold back, but he tells her like, "Hey, you know, your father, you have your father's, you know, brute forceness, if that's even I know that's not what he said, but like your father's forthright. You know, forthright, you know, your mother's um, you know, wit or whatever." So things of that nature, you know, and, and so it was very much a, hey, Padme, you know, this is how I felt with Padme and Anakin, you know, I respect it. You, you really get to see, you know, I, I, I think what really stood out to me was the interactions between Vader and, and, and Ben were done very well, especially at the end. Phenomenal. Um, and, and the very initial moment that Kenobi sees Vader phenomenal the moment he finds out that Anakin is still alive amazing this show its highlights are almost second to none the issue lies in the fact that its continuity gets in the way of it wanting to do more of what like it it kind of seems like the continuity is holding it back a little bit 
because there, there's certain scenes where Vader's like when, for example, Vader's walking away from, well, no, let's do it like this. The third sister is approaching Luke who's knocked out. Okay. Lightsaber ignited. You already know he has to survive. He's Luke Skywalker. There, there's moments where they're hunting, you know, like Obi-Wan's in, like surrounded by stormtroopers. You know he's going to survive. It's things like that that really present an issue with these kinds of stories, with these prequel-esque series um, or stories. And, and it also just, like I said, it's, it's more so the episode four meeting. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. No, when you left him last, he sliced your mask open and, you know, looked at, looked within you and realized that his friend has had truly died when you left him i guess you were in some retrospects the learner still and he was still the master but your master was palpatine last time you two met it it just intrigues me furthermore luke um not realizing who ben was i get maybe he because he was 10 and he's like 20 six or whatever 25 so i guess i can let that slide it's just it's certain elements where it's like continuity just doesn't hold up um you know we couldn't go to yoda because Yoda's in exile and nobody really seems to know where yoda is except for obi-wan when he becomes a force ghost so it's it, it's continuity kind of messes with this so that's where i'm at um i can definitely see that like it it really did hold back a lot uh, from the show. And I I can see in a way they had to force that of Third Sister to spare Luke. But honestly, and this this is my own reason for it. I I won't be explaining too much as to why. But I actually did like how they brought Third Sister to realized that what she was doing wasn't okay that she didn't want to become like vader and strike him down you know what also stood out to me the sparring match but even more so the sparring match and order 66 scenes for decades now the fandom has wanted order 66 they've wanted to see what anakin when anakin went into that temple what he did We've seen elements of that now, and it's done wonderfully. My only issue is I wish we got a little bit more, but then again, we could even do like a whole series of a with a new character exploring Order 66, you know, and, and that's something that we could do. What I almost want to put money on is we're going to get a third sister TV show. I, I don't think we need it, but it definitely yeah. leaves the door open yeah, for I, that character. It might be right. So, I mean, I guess I'd be slightly remotely interested, but I, don't, I just don't know. Like, I don't I'm think wondering we... if that kind of show would be kind of like what they're doing with Boba Fett. Or like the Mandalorian she's... or something. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more inclined to say Boba Fett because, well, now we know she doesn't want to do this. She couldn't do it because she didn't want to repeat the past. So where does she go from here but become a hero? 
I see you what know? you mean. I would like to see that too. Actually, that that might be something I'd be. I mean, I obviously I'd probably watch it because I think it's a she's a Moses Ingram does an incredible job, and just I I love her as as you know an actor or actress right now because of her portrayal in this show. She does such a great job. I thought that it was funny though. What I will say is in episode four of the or um, five rather of the show, when she comes out of the ship, I was thinking. You have something I want. <laughs> you may not know its value, but it means a lot. You know what I mean? Like the the Moff Gideon speech. I thought that I thought that would have been a funny edit. Somebody's gonna do that, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. But maybe at some point we'll see that as a meme. Yeah, so I guess closing thoughts are I loved this show. I I thought that though it, it was weak at various points, which is very unfortunate, but it's to be expected, I think, of any show. But I think with what they had and what they wanted to do and what they were trying to push for, they did a great job. And you know the best part was? We didn't see Darth Maul in this. At all. We didn't. Because later on, Obi-Wan is at a campfire in Rebels. I know Obi-Wan kills Darth Maul in three moves. Again, I've gone on this right before, so I'm going to save it for another day. But we didn't get any of that or, you know, we just, I think it was just done well. The final scene where he's just walking into the, you know, riding into those mountains, I think where he's going to meet Luke in episode four was done well. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I wouldn't mind seeing more, but where do you go from here? Um, my only real complaint is I think is again the vader meetups but because he could have killed vader then too and somebody's gonna probably write into us he could have killed vader and solved all the world's problems he could have and that's a small issue too so that's kind of if if i can say something about that though go ahead again recalling back to the sparring match between obi-wan and anakin you mentioned it before obi-wan is a defensive negotiator type he's the one who believes that there is more than one way to to win a fight without killing your opponent so i don't i don't really think kenobi really thought it necessary to kill anakin here yeah but what it, i'm saying it, is it like was... To kill Vader would be to save the guys. But I, but go ahead. I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. But somebody's bound to bring this up. That's why I oh, bring yeah. it up. But yeah, go most ahead. likely. But keep going. But it's, it's more so Kenobi and Anakin coming together to fight against the past that is haunting them. You know? Like, to somehow find a way to move on. Kenobi can... And he does, in a way, but Anakin cannot. That is obvious. I think that's actually a very good point. It, it goes to show you that, you know, Anakin can't move on, but Obi-Wan has. And it kind of shows you, I think, it... it see, that? that's what I like, too. And you've made a very good point right there. Because, like, one can, and one is unable to. And it's one's undoing while the other 
is able to continue with their existence or, you know, with their livelihood. I think that right there sums up the dynamic between Obi-Wan and Vader the best. And I think maybe that right there is a great way to end the episode. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our episode here. If you liked this discussion on Kenobi and you want to share the episode or listen to more of our content in the future, of course, you're listening to us on your current uh, podcast platform but we're also on amazon music apple Podcasts, audible pretty much most podcast platforms out there if you want to catch us on social media as well i run the twitter and our handle is at film freaks underscore pod yes furthermore if you want to find any of my own personal content aside from film and you know freaks film and freaks if you don't really want to be as much of a freak but still probably equally as much of a nerd i run a youtube channel called event horizon it is going to or it is on gaming content where i just generally play games eventually i will do like big project videos analyzing games and you know taking a look at them pointing out the good design aspects of them, what makes a game successful, what made them fail. Sounds like a good time. That's the kind of content I'll be running. It almost sounds similar to what we're going to be doing with film soon. Why they didn't work. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. You have no idea what's coming. we got some surprises in store for you. If you've read our bio and you're like, Man, these guys only talk about the new and good stuff. What the heck, man? Why don't they ever talk about the best? Oh my goodness. Just wait. I assure you, within the next couple months... <sighs> Matt, we're going to go it's through... It's going to get crazy. We're going to go through hell on earth when it comes to film very soon. <laughs> it's going to be an entire horror film of its own. Yes, several horror films. <laughs> and maybe not horror films, but I do like bad horror films. Well, I also run some of our social medias. I run the Instagram and the TikTok. And if you'd like to find either one, you can search up at Film Freaks Pod. Once again, it's at Film Freaks Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Furthermore, if you would like to get in touch with the show... Email in, or if you are on Spotify, you could also write your opinions and stuff in the little survey below. But if you'd like to get in touch with us, have a topic you want us to cover, or just want to give us your opinion on today's subject matter, or any other subject matter in film, you can email us in at thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com once again that's thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com and we will read your letters okay and comments and concerns and your probably wrong opinions on good movies I'm just playing (laughs) but email us come on write us it write into us anything that you want to do to get a hold of us We encourage it. We want to hear from you. So, yeah, with that being said, we are the Film Freaks, and this has been our episode on the finale of Kenobi, along with a little bit of a 
series discussion. And if you enjoyed it, make sure you share with your friends. And yeah, let us know. We'll catch you next week. Peace. May the force be with you.